the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leaders. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. All right. We are in the house. Happy birthday, daughter. Oh, thank you. My Happy daughter birthday. just turned uh, 29, 29 for the, for the uh, quite a few years now. <laughs> 29, a couple times. <laughs> we have a birthday seven days apart, my daughter and I. So we mm. had hers on Wednesday, Wednesday the uh-huh. past Wednesday, and mine is coming Wednesday. Yes. So we're both um, aging gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word, nice. I guess. Well, welcome, everyone, to The Bible Life, and um, I'm still working and struggling struggling a little bit with the, uh, with the language and with my speech from the stroke about three and a half or four months ago, but I feel good. I feel like I'm making progress. Yeah. Uh, I under, I understand myself sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, know what, what I'm saying, saying. <laughs> uh, but uh, sometimes people don't get it. I'm trying to enunciate and focus on my speech. So uh, if you don't understand out there, uh, if there's some phrase it something I don't make clear. Uh, what can they do about it? Call. <laughs> call, <Free> call. <laughs> call and say, hey, say that again. What would right. you mean by that? But anyway, uh, I'm coming along well, and I am so grateful mm-hmm. for Stacy's help uh, as we make our way through the, the scriptures. This has been a long um, a long reading now yes. through the books of First and Second Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it, it's been a good amount of time, and tonight's reading, uh, tonight's questions and discussion come from Second Chronicles, uh, chapter 19 to 36, uh, the last chapter to, uh, of Chronicles. Mm-hmm. But it's probably worth um, reminding the people of what, exactly chronicles uh the chronicles are it's a it's it's a special history it's not like first and second kings 
uh, had some, it only traces the uh, Davidic line Chronicles, in terms of the kings right. and so on. So maybe you could re re review for the people what Chronicles was all about. Okay. It's sure. Special, special history, I yes, guess. Yes, it is interesting. It, it can be, um, you know, especially if you're if you're reading the Old Testament chronologically, you read First and Second uh, Samuel, First and Second Kings, and you start in First Chronicles, and you're like, I just read all of this, and so it, it could be tempting to just, well, I'm going to skip this because I just read it, and uh, I, it's understandable and. Uh, I mean, I think that I kind of go into Chronicles, even knowing kind of what I know about the point and the reason behind it, I'm still tempted to skip it um, because it does feel like a repeat, you know, especially when you're working. It's like finishing a really hard workout and then you're told to do it again. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to do it again. But, um, but Chronicles is uh, not just a history uh uh, written uh, first of all, it was all one, of course, one book, just like First and Second Kings and First and Second Samuel. Uh, it wasn't until the Septuagint, which was about two hundred uh, BC, two hundred fifty BC, that the books were divided. But it had been all one chronicle, and uh, in the original Old Testament, it, it came at the very end. Um, so first Chronicles, you know, it starts with Adam as far as the genealogy. It begins with Adam and it's uh, it's a, just a review. And so they put it at the end of the original of the uh, Old Testament uh, because then it ends with um, looking towards the Messiah. It ends with um, the temple having been rebuilt and Cyrus having done that and the, but per, the, the, Persian, the Persian king, king Cyrus. Emperor Cyrus and, mm -hmm, yeah. Right, the Persian Emperor Cyrus. And uh, it actually ends mid-sentence. It says, and let him go up. And then that, and it ends. And it's kind of an awkward ending and that's because it's not the end and that's the whole point of Chronicles that, is that's in Second Chronicles. In the Hebrew. In the Hebrew and in several of the, right, in the New Living Translation they, they don't, you don't catch how it ends mid-sentence. And several, um, I think the ESV, I think the NIV, the King James, you really do see how it ends just mid-sentence. And it's purposeful because it's not the ending and it's meant to show the people uh, of God, Israel, that are looking for the Messiah through the Davidic line, which is very prominent and highlighted, especially in Chronicles. It's meant to point that this this isn't the end. We're still waiting. That Messiah is still to come. Because uh, uh, Cyrus is a Persian emperor, mm -hmm. and he is actually uh, given a status of he is called Anointed a one, Messiah. Messiah. Uh -huh. And so the effort there is to say this is not the Messiah, right. the Savior of the world, but mm -hmm. the, he was an anointed, appointed leader right. Right. that God used. And just like David, right? And just like David was 
wonderful and he was a good king uh as but he wasn't the messiah and cyrus was great they were able to rebuild the temple come out of exile all great but that wasn't the messiah that wasn't uh that's not the the culmination that wasn't it wasn't jesus that wasn't it that wasn't jesus <laughs> okay. and so so chronicles kind of through that lens though when you uh, and it's meant to uh, it's meant to remind the people who they are and what their purpose is remind them of the covenant relationship remind them of the davidic covenant uh, remind them but also to point them um, in terms of a hope in a future to point them forward. Um, so it's it's neat. It's I think it's a really a neat book to read, it, um, especially just through that through that lens. It's kind of a study of human nature in a way, um, and kind of a study of a people and of a sociology. So it's it's really yeah. fascinating. Well, I, I think too that it's probably worth. Repeating, uh, I've often mentioned it, but in an t- occasion like this, I like to mention the fact that the term Israel, mm-hmm. when, when we hear the word Israel, we generally, we automatically think of the nation state or the people group, the the. Uh, political people group that uh, uh, Israel mm-hmm. the nation and that of course there was a nation and is a nation even today called Israel but the truest meaning of the word Israel in the Bible in the Old and the New Testament the truest meaning of Israel is the people of God those who worship God, long for God, and so on. It's kind of like um, the, the idea of baptism. Uh, the, the word baptism, everybody generally thinks of, when I said the word baptism, John, what did you think of? I'm going to put John on the spot. Well, I mean, I guess the obvious is, you know, a formal introduction into the the church and faith through the uh, what do you what do you call submission water? Do you think uh, well, of water? Yeah, water. Yeah, those, ele- those elements. <laughs> yeah, the, generally that's true. When we see the word baptism, we think water. Well, actually, do you, you do you? Well, water is yeah. Water, water is yeah. usually part of it, it's, no matter how they do it. Whether it's yeah. putting Spinkle some, or, you know, pouring a little bit on there or yeah. dunking somebody the yeah. way the, the Baptists do it. Right. Well. Th- that and all those are true. They they're an aspect part of baptism. That's a good understanding. But the truest meaning of baptism, okay. uh, beyond that even, is uh, union. Or, or it, it, the term came from uh, uh, the textile industry. Okay. Their baltizo, and it took a garment, the fabric. 
and they would dip it in the dye, mm -hmm. and it would bring, they, they were bound uh -huh. together. They were bound together, uh -huh. or one that uh -huh. bonding. Uh -huh. And so, so the truest meaning is it talking about, uh, it's a spiritual meaning, that we are, uh, we are, we are baptized into Christ. We're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. with, there's a bonding oneness spiritual mm -hmm. between the believers. And ultimately, it doesn't have anything to do with water in that sense. Right. Now, water is a physical, uh, or what we would say the physical sign, expression of faith that, it's a picture of that oneness that we have mm -hmm. spiritually mm -hmm. with Christ. And the same way baptism, the same thing happens with the word Israel. Uh, Israel is more, uh, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate meaning is the people of God. Uh, and this is Old and New Testament. Of course, in the New Testament, Jesus makes it clear that uh, I can make children of uh, Abraham out of these stones, mm -hmm. you know. And Paul picked up the, the message and Peter and, and all of the apostles. That Israel ultimately, is, now, of course, we realize that we as believers and followers of Christ, we've been grafted in. We have become a part of Israel, mm -hmm. uh, the people of God. So that's a good thing to mention, I think, uh, in, the, in the Chronicles, because we're talking about their clarifying the matter of who we are, God's people, and, and uh, our calling, what is our calling, the covenant relationship that they had with, with God. Now, of course, again, even in the Old Testament, it would not... Uh, determined by genetics, it was not uh, a matter of who, who uh, necessarily whose father and so on. There were two of the prophets were not Jewish. Uh, we think of Rahab, we think of Ruth, and many, many, many others became part of Israel by conversion. <laughs> it was uh, first and foremost, and it's an important point to remember. They were first and foremost a, a spiritual, a spiritual designation. Right. They were the people of God, uh, and they came from many nations. You can look at uh, uh, David's mighty men, mm -hmm. and you can see the and there were yeah. Uriah the Hittite. Men were <laughs> not Uriah the Hittite, yeah, <laughs> yes. and others. There were not uh, Jewish uh, by, by, as such. But they were part of Israel because they converted and worshipped the true and living God. Mm -hmm. that, I like to mention that. Yes, <laughs> I think it's an important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Yes, that is a... Understand correctly the Bible. For sure. I mean, it's a it's good news. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's true. <laughs> so I guess the um, true is always good news. But... And one of the things that it is... Truth is not always good news. <laughs> well, right. It does if set us free, though. If you're on the wrong side so. of the truth. 
Uh, one of the things that that does come up um, real quick, I guess. So this is the Bible live, and we're talking through the Chronicles. Um, this reading from last week was Second Chronicles, about nineteen through chapter nineteen through chapter thirty-six. Well, just through to the end, and so um, we are. It's it's an interesting. It's it's really a recap of uh, the history of the Jewish people. And so I think that's probably why you wanted to emphasize that, because uh, it is the Jewish people, but it is really all peoples who Mm. call the true and living God, God, who worship God. Um, This is our history. it, it, It is, I can see... And this has come up many to actually several times this past year uh, in several of our Bible studies, especially when you go from Old Testament into New Testament or when you start to think of because so many times in um, the Old Testament accounts, the people uh, of Israel, they get in trouble for their interactions with the other countries um, over and again you just uh, intermarrying um, taking on uh, idols of the other countries and here they're meant to be holy to be set apart to be a light to other countries and time and again they begin to look more and more like their neighbors instead of their neighbors looking like them kind of and and they get I mean, a lot of pain and suffering and punishment comes mm-hmm. from that. It's it's sad. It's horrible. So then you cut to, though, um, the Roman Empire, and you cut to um, Herod and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and you have the, uh, the Greek, and you have this very Hellenistic culture, which was very pleasure-seeking, was very probably not that much different to what the Old Testament... Mm-hmm. You know what they were surrounded by in Egypt, or with the Assyrians, or Babylon, um, and and yet, you know, um, they were they were so intent on being set apart and being different and being not walking, not doing anything on the Sabbath, and they had all these extra kind of moral um, laws and rules, and. And they get in trouble for those. <laughs> in a way, anyway, the Pharisees get a smackdown for how legalistic they had made things. But in a way, you can kind of understand because here they're coming from, you know, a time or a history that they can remember when their people were sent into exile because of yeah. the interaction. So, and I, I know it's. It, Unless you really are, are, unless you, you know, really read it and, and remember these are personal stories and it's lives and it's people, you can just, you can, it's, you almost have sympathy in a way for the Pharisees. I I, I think that um, the the other sense, like you just said, of uh, the people of Israel and their unique calling. They're really, they were truly a people of a covenant, covenant relationship mm-hmm. with the one true God. Uh, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean they weren't. Uh, and uh, we can honor them. We can, uh, we can learn from them, of course, because we, are, we have the same challenges today right, right. to not give in to the culture around right, us. We right. had God's people today. Yeah. And so it, it's not 
it's not a, a saying to kind of denigrate our admiration no. or respect right, for right. Uh, for Israel, uh, the people of God that were trying to right. to live for God, they wanted to live for God. It's not denigrating that, but it mainly did to keep in keep vision that it's not. Yes. It's not, well, God says than, clearly yes. uh, he doesn't judge people according to the flesh. Right. And, and that should be the... Right. Well, more than that, though, so it's not so much that I, uh, as far as, uh, um, it's good news. I, I, it's it's not so much about the people of Israel. It's how, how do we know now today, uh, a people of God, me, a daughter of the king, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do I know when I am called to go out and to 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 engage and to be a part of the world, you know, to and when not to, I guess, you know, that's the and maybe that is the the key is that it instead of making it a blanket statement across the board, it's personal. When yeah. am I called to um to minister and to go out and to love on my neighbors and those that don't know the Lord versus when are you needing to pull away and be set apart and to, uh, and how do you know what your limitations are? You know what I mean? In other words, Daniel, Daniel, the way that he did it was, I'm not yeah. going to eat that food. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I, of course, I'm, I'm here. I'm your captor. I have to live in Babylon. I'm, but I'm going to not do this. And that's going to set me apart. Right. And I guess where is that? And, and maybe that's just a personal. Com- the idol. Right. Right. Them right, and, so on. and he was going to continue prayer, praying, um, but kind of maybe, and maybe that's just sort of a personal conviction. Um, I mean, I know, of course, Scripture. We're all called to obey His word, um, but beyond that, kind of, where do you? And and that's that's. It reminds me a little bit of that well, Chuck Colson, like, how now shall we live? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we know these. And every hell believer, I I tend to think that we have. A whole lot more freedom than we actually take for ourselves, Mm -hmm. and that we give to others. Mm -hmm. There's really a lot more freedom than we we would think. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the end of our first segment. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's a worthy topic. This, and maybe we'll continue um, speaking a little bit to that. Maybe wisdom in life. Um, in this next segment, but you're listening to the Bible Live. We have a quick break, and we'll be back in just a few moments. Bible Live broadcast. I, I, I'm deeply moved by that song. Of course, I grew up within in all the, the personal aspects. Uh-huh. But now I see too that I, we can look at David. We can look at the prophets. Any one of the prophets, we can see 
some good men and women mm-hmm. who love the Lord and serve the Lord, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And but with each of them, there will be some area of humanity that we'd note and say, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they fell short there, they fell there, whatever it was. But I've become uh, so interested, uh, I guess, at this time in my Christian life that Jesus is the absolute one and only one mm-hmm. that you never had, you'll never be disappointed. He he did it. Mm-hmm. He actually lived in this world, and he loved people the way he should have. He behaved as he should have. Mm-hmm. He he never gave in to sin, uh, although tempted in, in every way as we are. He never did. And just we can just admire and adore and worship him without reserve, without hesitation, just uh, wholeheartedly admire him and rejoice and celebrate <laughs> who he was and what he accomplished. Mm-hmm. Because we now our lives are, we are in Christ. Uh, that's the faint, that's the most. Uh, that's Paul's favorite phrase for the the uh, people of God. Now we are in Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, just full, filled with admiration. Yeah, we ought to be uh, ready to worship oh, and to admire right. Jesus without reserve. Right. Well, and that's a big theme. Uh, we're in the Book of uh, Chronicles, mm-hmm. and uh, so originally, of course, one one book. Um, separated though, and we were finished up Second Chronicles this week, and it's a recap. I mean, it used to be at the end of the Old Testament because it's a recap from Adam to Cyrus um, and uh, returning from exiles. The uh, um, is is what it covers, and time and again, I mean, it's it, it's someone who's writing to remind a people who they are and what matters and what doesn't matter. <laughs> um, to, it, I mean, turn your eyes upon Jesus. It's a perfect song. He's trying to help them focus on that covenant, that coming to turn their eyes on Jesus. They didn't know his name was Jesus yet, but to turn their eyes on that Messiah and to keep that, to keep looking, to keep watch um, for the coming Messiah and to know that he would. And, uh, and time and again, they're throughout worship is a is a big theme. Worship, yes. Music is incorporated in so much of what they uh what they do. Um even in I think in one there's they're going into battle and it was there were worship or there was there was song and music that would lead them in. And uh and then we were talking, you know, about the people and then freedom, that theme of that freedom, which is, you wouldn't think it in a way because it seems like, oh, the Ulta is all these rules and all these laws. Um, but and I, maybe I'll just recap from last week, you know, David's charge again to Solomon and kind of what this ideal ruler was, was someone that sacrificially gave themselves and didn't call on people tyrannically to give, but asked them to willingly give their 
resources and to give whatever they had to building, in this case, it was the temple. And, and, and they did. setting the example and themselves. The, setting, and, yeah. and they did. And that was a time of great celebration and worship and music um, because they gave freely. They gave, and there's this idea of there's this 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 kind of theme of freedom and of worship. And, um, and then in Hezekiah, in Second Chronicles, yeah. you know, we're talking uh, Hezekiah, uh, the Passover, that moment of Passover, those that didn't have time to properly or the resources to prepare right. for it, Hezekiah, uh, he, he bent the rules. He bent the rules, and he asked God to please to to bless them, even though they weren't. Mm-hmm. And, and God honored that. He That's honored what I mean the, the by humility. We have more freedom right. when our hearts are when right. Our hearts, yes. We have more freedom than yes. than we think. And, and that heart in terms yeah. of, again, which you went back to, which you were talking about, the people of God. It's that heart. It's every person. Any, Israel mm-hmm. is the person whose heart is bent towards God in submission and, and uh, um, is in Christ. And that goes, you know, you're saying, well, it's kind of difficult. Uh, you could see why the Pharisees might have been a little nervous to interact and why they put up all these rules. And that's such a... I mean, I guess the difference is, though, that outward, they're trying to construct a life outwardly in order to be something inwardly. And God says, no, 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 no. It begins, it's in the heart, and that will then be an outward, um, it will work itself out outward. And, uh, And that maybe is one more example as far as marrying, the fact that it was okay that Boaz married Ruth and that we think Joshua, we think it's Joshua, married, married Rahab, Rahab yes. and that that was, okay, it's because they were the people of God. They were Israel, not because they were bloodline of, I mean, that mm-hmm. because they were mm-hmm. born a nationality, but because they had a heart towards God. So they were, Rahab was Israel. Ruth was Israel. And Obadiah, Obadiah. the prophet Obadiah, was an Edomite oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, of, all, of all people groups. Right. Uh, so, Who was and that? Had, Herod, uh, Habakkuk. Right? Herod was an Edomite. Is that the line of Herod? Yeah, Herod? I think so. Okay. Habakkuk was uh, it's thought it is thought that Habakkuk was the son of the Shunammite woman mm-hmm. of Phoenicia mm-hmm. uh, that's the same people group of Ahab and Jezebel wow yeah uh, Jezebel I right. mean. and uh, wasn't Goliath wasn't that Phoenicians was the Philistines uh, I think so <laughs> I, I, I got my, they caught me off balance on that one. Not, not quite sure but uh, we might uh, thinking might be good to review at this point Though, as we're looking at Chronicles, it's a selected history, supposedly uh, written by Ezra. He's reminding the people who have returned now out out of exile. They've returned to Israel and reminding them of who they are, the people of the covenant. We might be interesting to review uh, maybe someone's asking themselves a question tonight. Covenant. What is this covenant? What? What did the? What was the covenant all about? 
uh, that, that they made with God. And I don't know if you want to take it on, Stacey, or the thought is, what is this covenant that we're talking about? That, okay. that Ezra is reminding the people that they're, they, now we can't, we, that doesn't mean we take every single law they had uh, uh, that developed through the years of the people uh, that as uh, a covenant. Right. But uh, you, you want to you well, sure. take a shot at that? Yes, that's interesting because that's fun. We're going, my uh, church is going through a Bible study. It's the Nancy Guthrie's, that, um, the promised one. And, and the idea is to look at the covenants, well, and how they point to Jesus. Um, but I guess in the Old Testament, there were, there was the covenant, um, uh, well, they're in the be- the the fir- in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, um, he does. The Adamic, are you talking about Adam the Adamic covenant? The Adamic, uh-huh. yeah. so that one is that he will send somebody to crush the head of the serpent. So he'll bite the heel, but the head of the serpent will be crushed. And so that's kind of the initial. That's our first clue that mm. God's got a plan. He's mm-hmm. going to fix this. And that's kind of that first, that covenant with Adam and Eve that he's going to, um, he's going to bring about somebody to undo mm-hmm. and to destroy what had happened. Destroy and, you, and then you come to the Noah. And then you get the no, Noah. Noah uh-huh. And covenant. that is the, the rainbow. I think we're uh, probably familiar mostly maybe with, that one, uh, but that he will, his promise is to never destroy the earth in that way again. Uh, I have also heard of that rainbow. It's called a bow because it is a, a bow, like an archery. A bow is the symbol of war and the bow was pointing up. And so it's God's way of showing that no longer will my wrath, no longer are is my uh, are we enemies, and that Judge. the bow is going to point down on you. I have turned it around and I've pointed it at myself. So I will take on the wrath, mm-hmm. um, and that's that promise to Noah. And then we have Abraham, Abrahamic, mm-hmm. and the Abrahamic covenant that's in Genesis. 15, right? 15 or 13, 13, 15, Genesis 15, 15. Yeah. and that is the one that's probably most uh, familiar to, well, in terms of how it's a very Jewish kind of custom, uh, or maybe at that time, it, maybe not called Jew, uh, Jewish, but um, they would cut the animals whenever you would have something that was very, very important, a marriage or a piece of land, you would make these vows and you would cut these animals different in half and that create a blood path. And then each person involved in this promise would walk through that blood path and say, if I don't keep my word, you can do to me what was done to these animals. I mean, it's a, it's a really, it's a big deal. (laughs) You can kill me if I don't keep my word is the idea. And so, um, you see this really beautiful, my part of the covenant, right, right. 
And you see this uh, beautiful moment in Genesis when uh, uh, God tells Abraham, I'm going to make your descendants like the stars. I'm going, but I, you know, your part is to obey me and is to um, follow me, worship me, be a uh, different uh and so Abraham says, okay, let's do this. Um, but it says that, uh, I think the wording is that is a, a deep sleep, a deep fear, trembling came over him and he fell asleep when it was time for him to walk through the blood path. And the idea is he knew, he, I mean, as God, you want to make this covenant, but he also knew there'd be no way he could live up to it. He was basically giving himself a death sentence if he were to walk through that. And, uh, and so God, it says that a smoke, I think goes through the, the path. And then when it came time for Abraham, it's as if God stopped Abraham. And then because uh, both parties yes. of the covenant have to, have to go through Correct. and pledge, make the covenant Correct. With, between the two parties. Yes. And so when it came time for Abraham, God says, though God stayed Abraham and God walked through it again. And that was the idea is that. I will keep my part and you can do to me if I don't, you know, what these are, um, but I will also keep your end of the, of the bargain. So if you don't, if you don't keep your promise to me, you can punish, I, I will take on your punishment. And it's really sweet. I mean, it's kind of that moment. I, I mean, that was, that was the moment, um, that we really start to see how God is going to make it come about. Up until that, that point, one, that man is going to be Genesis three fifteen. That one you mentioned, up, right? Yes, it, we knew it was going to be a again human. Of that one, he's yes. going to be that human yes. that comes and, like I said, Jesus right. lived a perfect, sinless life, yeah. and he took our sins upon himself. Right. And that's why I love us. I turn your eyes upon Jesus. It just, right. He he did it. He did it. Mm-hmm. He uh, mm-hmm. something that no one else. And mm-hmm. I know I have never been able to. Mm-hmm. And I just admire him and love him. Thank him for doing <laughs> that's it. That's right. But part of the part of the covenant now that come from Abraham and the, and then the, to the David was a a re. Uh, reinforcement of that, but then it's more. It's as if with each one, we get a little bit more revelation of how it's going to happen. Mosaic, the uh, mosaic, right? More information mm-hmm. at Mount and, Sinai, mm-hmm. Sinai, mm-hmm. and then the Davidic. Uh, we know it'll covenant. be from the line of David. But so the covenant actually that Israel had with God was twofold. Much of it was a, an earthly covenant okay. that we'll we're live for you, we'll honor you, we'll worship you, uh, and we'll represent you to the other nations and other peoples of the world. Mm-hmm. We would share the news mm-hmm. of your love uh, of God, mm-hmm. the true and living God. That was, and God said, if you'll do that, as long as you do that, I'm going to bless you and keep you and protect you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's the earthly part, which they failed almost as much as I failed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, they failed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
because they're humans. And it, but God, like you said, God kept his side. He continued to use them, protect them. Yes, he disciplined them. They judged them when they disobeyed. But he, he brought them back, and, mm-hmm. and they came. So, so that part was earthly. Uh, an earthly part of the covenant. This, the, the spiritual part, though, is that I'm going to bring that Messiah, that one that I've been talking about all the time, I'm going to bring him through your lineage. He's going to be a, a, a child, a human, human being under the law. Right. That's why Galatians 4, Paul says, born of a woman, Mm-hmm. A human being born under the law mm-hmm. of a, a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. And that uh, he is going to come and he's going to be the one who takes that punishment mm-hmm. uh, for you that the bow is pointing to. Right. Uh, it is a beautiful, absolutely beautiful picture. And I'm not sure any human being could have imagined right. or put together <laughs> such a scenario, right. such a God, and such a plan mm-hmm. of redemption. It, it just, it just, it's so beautiful. It's, and it's so in, perfect. In every, de- <laughs> in every detail. It's so perfect. I, I, I know this uh, is probably silly, maybe a little bit, but in the last oh, couple of weeks, I sometimes I go over to my parents and we play Catan. And uh, we'll listen to music. And recently, <laughs> I really wanted to listen to The Champion by Carmen, right? And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a silly thing. But that song and, and any of the song, I mean, it's, yeah. it's why uh, uh, it's just so perfect what he did. It does evoke. You just want to sing about it. You want to write about it. And then that, uh, of course, the champion is about um, the crucifixion and Jesus raising from the dead. And by the end of it, he's the champion. (laughs) And it is, uh, you're right. You just want to, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's the, uh, well, it it has spun (laughs) off more art forms and right. more expressions than any other thing That's right. I think in human history about <laughs> love, about faithfulness, about good and evil and so on. Uh that that's the greatest yeah, the as true I said, as the movie they made about Je- Jesus, they call it the greatest story ever right. told. That's <laughs> right. And as uh, Tolkien would call it the true myth. The, the true uh, myth. Yes. Uh, and that beautiful. is, I, uh, let's see, one of the, I can't remember where, who said it, but Christianity is one of those things that even if you don't believe it's true, you should want to believe it's true. It is nothing but wonderful, good news. You might not believe it's true, but it's not for not, you you should want it to be true. Yeah, rightly <laughs> understood. There's no reason <laughs> yes. to fear it. Or to uh, reject it, mm-hmm. in fact. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we want to encourage our listeners tonight, if you haven't made that that commitment to trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and to begin your own relationship 
with the true and living God. That is something we, mm-hmm. you don't have to be in church to do it. You don't have to be the choir that doesn't have to be singing. Mm-hmm. You can do that at any time that your heart, uh, you feel the call of God on your life. Mm-hmm. You want God and need God when you call upon him and trust in him mm-hmm. that he responds. He is a God, uh, it says in Hebrews, Faith, uh, he, he that come to God must believe that he exists and that he responds uh, to the one to seek him. Yes. And so when you, by faith, it, uh, trust Christ, mm-hmm. receive Christ into your life, uh, by faith you can know that mm-hmm. Jesus said, if anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. You didn't say I might come in if you're lucky. I will come in. Don't just believe him. And that's the, uh, um, you know, back to Chronicles, they end it mid-sentence because they recognized that this isn't it. It is the beginning of, and that's where we are still today. I had somebody, a friend, um, just questioning, you know, what happens after death or questions mm-hmm. and, and like, oh, I don't know. I think it maybe it's just you just cease to exist. Or, you know, there's just and I think what a what it first of all, I, I mean, I just don't know that that's I, I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> but also um, how sad. I mean, what what a. What does that do for all of the injustice in the world and all of the pain and all of the ways in which um, death comes to us and 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 it uh, and and so many people also fight evil and and fight against those things that are and maybe even die martyrdom and and die for these things and you're saying it's all just meaningless it's all the the good news that it is that it's not it is all meaningful it matters everything that you do and surrender to god and he'll take it and he will he will work it backwards he will renew all things he will and i and that's the hope in the future Mm -hmm. that we that we live for that's it and it really only just begins once we step into the yeah. <laughs> into and that into ultimately is what Edra here is struggling yeah, uh, as say, he can like I did <laughs> being being culturally right. uh, relating to the people this is the message they're trying to remind the people that this is uh, right. the, we've been inherited this message and this right. this this covenant, this, right. the idea of this relationship with God. Right. And he talks about uh, Hezekiah. He talks about Jehoshaphat. He talks about Uzziah. All these Josiah. kings. Mm-hmm. There was an understanding at some level. There's quite a bit. I, I, they knew these things we're talking about, mm-hmm. many of them, in their own way and then appropriate with their time where they were in the process they understood uh, the kernel the grain of truth about redemption and uh, they tried to pass it on just like we're trying to pass it on
Well, that is the music. So it's the end of our second break, uh, or end of our second segment. And uh, I love this. We'll listen to the Lord's Prayer going into our break, and we'll be back right after this. This is the Bible Live. Yes, and I said, I bet she, I bet it meant something to her too, because she's a good example of what we were talking about before. I I always feel something because when the person fails the Lord and they have a disappointment in their life, like she had a divorce, Uh and and I remember that. At one time, I, I don't know how historically accurate this is, but at one time when someone made a mistake in their spiritual life, boy, the Christian church, we tend to really come down on mm-hmm. and And they, you know, disappear and they... So I, I, uh, I think we are a little bit different now that we have some patience and grace and forgiveness and we want we want to oppose a standard of holiness but Mm -hmm. holiness but we want to restore Mm -hmm. the people to and that that become more uh more of a, a proper reaction and she's a it's like we said before uh freedom I think Sandy loved the Lord all the time. She loved the Lord, and wasn't her ideal to enter in marriage and to go into the divorce? And we all, she made mistakes. Her husband made mistakes, but she's an example of what we were talking about when we gave each other freedom and grace. Mm-hmm in the Lord, mm-hmm. when their true repentance, mm-hmm. brokenness, we can offer true grace mm-hmm. and and people can be restored mm-hmm. and they can continue to have a great uh, contribution to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cindy, I think, is a good example of that. Right. Oh, time and again, yes. Um, I mean, I think that that's, if, it, if there's not a good example, there's, there's, 
there's not Christianity. <laughs> yeah. that, that is every, that's all our story. And so, I mean, and then of course we see it um, in throughout Chronicles, which is the book we're in. So it's the Bible Live. Thank you, John, for coming in with that song. That was beautiful. Um, but we finished up Second Chronicles. This past week, uh, next week will be, I think, going into oh, yes. Romans. Yes, I'm excited <laughs> Romans, about yes. that. Romans um, is a, always a real delight. And, uh, I want to remind people oh, that God. Romans, it, uh, what you, well, you do it, and <laughs> you, you can say it clearly and oh. more than I about the website and where they can oh, go sure. to hear the book of Romans this okay, week. Doke. So com or com. either one will get you there. And on the home screen, you'll have the readings for every day of this upcoming week. Uh, and then if you if you go there tomorrow, let's say on Monday, there will be the reading for Monday. You just click on it and can listen to it. If you miss a day, you just go into... Um, podcast as one of the it's on the homepage um, podcast and then to programs and you can have uh, all of it's an archive of all of the readings and you can catch up and listen to Romans binge binge listen which is what I usually do um, and it'd be great we can listen along and then we'll be back next Sunday and we can talk about the book of Romans just like we are talking about Thanks. Chronicles yeah. and uh, yes I mean like you said it's as far as how we operate and how we function and maybe this goes back to that same uh, tension that I was trying to express in the first segment about you know the, the the law and what God commanded and told the people, which was to be set apart, to be holy, to not intermarry w- with those that didn't. You know, with other countries and other people groups, uh, Solomon got in big trouble for that. You see, time and again, they would fall into different you know idol worship. I mean, that's the exile to Babylon. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. Um, the the starvations, a lot of the um, the siege that happened, and seemingly all because they had turned their backs on God and they were not living how he had uh, instructed them to. And so you sort of, but then you get a little bit fearful and you swing to being really legalistic and trying to operate and to function out of um, legalism and out of your gifts or your talents and your abilities and not from a place of freedom in Christ, not a, a, from a place of what Abraham must have felt like when when God walked that blood path in his stead. I mean, Abraham must have just, I will do anything for you, God. I am yours. I am that moment that what how we feel when we look mm-hmm. and gaze at the cross and realize what he has done for us. Try and that that's where we live that's the the heart attitude that should be our everyday life we obey and we love him and we do anything he tells us to because he absolutely saved our life uh, not because he's a dictator we we don't obey because he's a dictator we don't obey because we're afraid of him we obey because we love him and because, uh, he, first because he first loved us and that's what grace is that's when we're living and 
living out from a position of grace. There is a lot of freedom in that. It's it's um, as opposed to living from you know just our talent or our grit or our you know our abilities. And uh, Kathy Keller did a talk for the women of Gospel Coalition. Let's see, in 2016, I believe it was. It's called. Um, something about a mule, the mule. And she talks a large part about that. She prays and call, I think it was when she was in seminary, she prayed that she would not be that, um, need to be a person ruled by the bit and the bridle, that it wouldn't take pain and suffering for her to then turn to God and then uh, have a real connection and then for things to calm down and to be settled only to go back into her normal but that it that she would have a place she would she would grace that grace would guide her and she talks about the difference between um, in, in our decision making when we're trying and when we're living a life and making decisions just because, you know, and you think of maybe Sandy Patty, sorry, Sandy, not to, to any one of us, you know, something that you're gifted in or you're talented in, you tend to lean into that and make that your identity and make that the thing around which you, you, you protect that and you, and you consider that your strength and then you make decisions kind of to protect that and And inevitably, it's going to fail you. Inevitably, your gifts and your talents can only take you so far. And I think that's when you see these different figures or different in in kind of the Christian walk or even in my own walk. I know that's when I'm in danger Mm. (laughs) is when I start to because it's, it's just not sustainable. It's not going to and there's not a maturity and that there's not a depth that grows out of that. And you're just not strong enough to withstand some of those uh, temptations and things that come out at you when you're operating and functioning, using those as your, as yeah. your, um, what's the word? What's uh, as the uh, basis of I, your decisions? I yeah. The, I, I think, uh, I think I'm, uh, gather what you're, what you're saying. Say <laughs> say it and better. <laughs> I, well, I don't know about that, but the the thing we're wanting to experience is salvation. Right. We want to be redeemed. We want to be delivered. Mm-hmm. From the penalty of sin, from the power of sin, and someday, praise God, even from the presence of sin. Yes. But this, this, what we're li- living now, Christians, we have been delivered from the penalty of sin already in Christ, mm-hmm. and so we're living the phase of our, of of our of our spiritual transition. Transition. I'm going to try to say this. I want to say this so badly. Uh, we are being we are being transformed all during our life, mm-hmm. and I think the two we've got the two twin concepts. Both of them require growth. One is that we have to grow in our understanding of grace, of God's grace. Mm-hmm. 
because it's a transforming power of love. When we, the more I understand how much God loved me and cared for me and, and had sacrificed for me, the more I can respond. So we grow in grace mm-hmm. and faith. Uh, faith. That, that is a, a volatile combination. Mm-hmm. Grace mm-hmm. and faith. Grace is God's action. Mm-hmm. Faith is our response mm-hmm. to his action. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those are both growing growing in both ways. Right. We're growing in our understanding of God's grace mm-hmm. and therefore growing in our ability and desire to trust him. Right. And and that's what the that the combination is powerful. Uh, actually it if you take that verse of scripture for by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Mm-hmm. And both yeah. Paul wed together there yeah. the two elements mm-hmm. God's grace and character of God is mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. Grace, and our growing ability to trust him, mm-hmm. trust and obey mm-hmm. him. And then the 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 explosion, the the wonderful <laughs> thing you go through, right. is the joy of of growth and understanding and maturity comes from the combination of those two mm. those two aspects. And it, it seems to me that yeah. we kind of what yes. you were alluding to. Right. Were, we're trying to right, and that's what propels us. I mean mm-hmm. that that the meeting of those two, that grace and faith, is what that's that's ideal where we live. That's our yeah. everyday <laughs> live well, in that we, moment. And we have these joyful learning points. Yes. Wow! And it, when we when we make a make progress and. Mm-hmm. Our understanding of God, mm-hmm. His love, His plan, and then at the same time we see progress in our ability to trust Him, to yeah. obey Him, yeah. and and ah, the joy <laughs> of growth. Well, and it's also, I mean, it, what it reminds me of uh, in terms of that joy or that moment and when it was captured, it's what you are the um, the miracle worker. Is it what is it was it called the miracle? Um, the Helen Keller, the teacher. Helen Keller story. That yeah. story of uh, because it, it it kind of it takes maybe that's the the language of lo- love. God's language of love was expressed through grace, <laughs> and, and our expression is through faith. Um, and maybe that's our being able in that moment of being able to communicate and understand what the other is saying. Or, um, yeah. <laughs> But the thousand ways to illustrate it, but (laughs) that's a beautiful one. Yeah, it is. um, I think that that's always. uh, I think it's also we we have our dukes up so much, and maybe that's because we've been hurt or we've been, you know, we Christmas has never quite worked out for us like that story, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that I said last week. But our dukes are up so much. And um, until we recognize and realize that God, though he's he's for us, he is 
he is we we're fighting the wrong person and we're fighting him he is it's like that hound of heaven you know finally he's just too tired and exhausted and he he just even if this hound just destroys him he it's he can't go anymore and he yeah. just he uh, falls in exhaustion and sure enough that hound just envelops him and he realizes all along it was love it was love <laughs> that was pursuing him yes. and uh, I always also think of that in uh, Lord of the Rings I think it is actually from the movie I'm sorry yeah. not the book but when uh, Gandalf is uh, saying to I guess it's to, to Frodo um, because he, you know, when you get so attached to the ring or get so attached to something that you think is your identity and how could you live without it, you get very possessive of it, of course, when it's actually the thing that's destroying you, right? And so Gandalf, Frodo begins to fight off Gandalf because he sees Gandalf as threatening the ring or threatening to, mm -hmm. and Gandalf says very, you know, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Um, and I see, I don't know. I see God often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to pause and think, okay, God's trying to help me here. I'm, I need to allow him, let him do this. Let him. That's why we often talk about that, point of when we come to trust God mm -hmm. and we uh, it's often spoken of surrendering right, right. <laughs> I surrender I my surrender. heart Lord I, I, I lay down my arms I'm not going to fight right, anymore right. I, I, right. I bow before you I give oh, up mm -hmm. and we find out that it's love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I surrender all, all to Jesus. <laughs> I surrender. Um, well, yes, we are. If you're just, um, we have wandered around here through this year. Our trip through the Chronicles had been a little bit more of a theological uh, wandering, wandering through the 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 people of Israel are. Coming back, and they've been taken to exile. They suffered this and that, and and uh, I guess we have kind of uh, maybe we've asked ourselves and our listeners some questions that they were asking themselves. Now that they're back, okay, now we got right. uh, God is here still. He got He brought us back, and uh, but we've instead of Event by event, we've uh, taken a little more of a, a different kind of a, a journey through right. Chronicles. Well, I think it's kind of a very human nature. I mean, um, and that's why I do like the Book of Chronicles. I've turned a new, I have a new leaf. I've turned a new leaf. I, Chronicles was a little bit tedious to me. There's a lot of genealogies. Um, but I do remember putting myself in the shoes of the Israelites, you know, who have returned from exile. And here they've rebuilt the temple. And it should be... You know, this this amazing, almost nationalistic kind of mm -hmm. moment, um, mm -hmm. even just if it's just a nation, a people group. And it's just not. And I can sense maybe the, the, the disappointment. I mean, we've had, I, I think I've lived long enough to have 
many moments where I've thought, this is it. This is going to be the best. This is, uh, you know, it's all for this moment. And then that moment kind of comes and goes and, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's just human, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's not this eternal, amazing. And, um, and they must have, I mean, I can just, I, I don't know, but I, Would he, even if it is a, Special moment, right? It passes. It comes and passes, yes. and we know then it's been a real positive step. Mm-hmm. But there's right. more, right? There's we more. We need to keep moving, and that is when. So I, I guess it's not for certain, but they think Ezra is the writer of Chronicles, mm-hmm. and so I think that's when you said Ezra. But um, this was, they think, written about a hundred years after the return from exile. Mm-hmm. So the temple has been re. Built and so now a hundred years have kind of have gone by, and Ezra is. I think that's the reason that it's being written is there's this maybe even disappointment in it's it's not everything that they thought that it would be. Here they were kind of exciting and as as a nation, kind of as a people group from generation to generation, mm. maybe the grandkids are thinking, I thought when the temple, when we came from exile and when the temple, I thought it was supposed to be this new heaven <laughs> almost mm. experience. And I think that's why I really appreciate Ezra, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus, because uh, it's something we have to tell ourselves today too every day keep keep looking to him keep looking to him this is not the end of the story this just isn't mm. it and that's uh it even reminds me of the um you know Jesus he endured the cross for the joy that lay be- ahead of him he even had to keep his eyes um mm. towards what was ahead and that that ahead is the new heaven and the new earth that uh and that won't happen in and while we are living That's in this a very body. good point mm-hmm. and a very appropriate point to make as we end the book right. of uh, and I don't happen to think that Ezra was writing a hundred years later okay. I think the dating is a little closer than that to so the latter okay. part the latter part of the fourth century okay. the fourth century BC but it's, the point is still right. valid right. Um, this is a, a key point. God did accomplish uh, a great thing, and and we could see the revivals of Hezekiah, the revival of uh, uh, Jehoshaphat, the those times of revival. Maybe that's part of what He's telling him. Right. We've seen this before. We've been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember um, Josiah mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. God did these great, great things. Now, right. once again, it, right. this is a moment of opportunity yes. for God to do something great yes. in us, with us, among us again. Right. right. That is the unique thing about the Christian Christian. As far as I know, it is the only that uh, religion. It's the only thing to me that satisfies the longing for the present. But also recognizes that the present isn't everything. It is the only thing that satisfies, you know, that whole gladiator, what we do echoes in eternity. Mm -hmm. So it does matter, but it's not 
everything. Right. And so it gives us, it satisfies both of those longings, I think, in our heart to, for this earth and for our, for it to matter, to, for it to be meaningful, but for it to not be eternal. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get to see a little bit more, um, about the time of the Chronicles. When we come back at Romans, we're going to read the books of Ezra and Nehemiah and Esther because then we'll get to see this is people living in the past. Ezra and Nehemiah will read about their present present tense Mm -hmm. experience, how people responded to this message and what it did for their lives right. in that context. Right. So that'll be a good, something we, we actually look can to. look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I also look forward to to Romans. Um, yeah. I just think this is AM six thirty. Oh. The Word. Thank you for joining us. For the- is that our is that our cue? Is that our or we've got some music coming? Maybe. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us this yeah. evening. There is our outro music. Um, finished up Chronicles. We get to start Romans this week. Um, listen along with us and join us next Sunday. Hope you have a wonderful week. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Stacey. Thank you. <laughs> the Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 